0: Um, there's a lot of Title I schools, um, so low-income schools, and it's almost been a calling for me because I get to walk in and see these little little Black and Latina girls, and I want them to see me and say, oh, like I can go to college like she did. I can be an athlete like she did, so that's really part of it for me as well.
1: this is Patricia and in this episode we have Gabby Heard, who is a Black and Puerto Rican rower at Jacksonville University. Listen to her story and please write a review on Apple Podcasts so others can hear her story. Hit follow, subscribe, and enjoy! And um so tell us a little bit about yourself like how
0: long have you been rowing for how did you get into rowing? So I started rowing in high school um I'm now rowing at Jacksonville University, but um, I'm from Orlando, Florida, and there was a club um, in the area that I grew up in. And I actually joined when I was in eighth grade. I did this learn to row with my older sister and um, fell in love with it right then. And it's actually a funny story because I didn't end up finishing the season when I first started. So eighth grade, I think I quit when it was like winters, like right when it got hard. And I just remember telling people like, I can't do this in college. It's so hard. And that's why I was on the high school team. So I would see these girls, you know, preparing to row in college. And I was like, I don't want to do this. And then I didn't do anything for a couple of years. And 10th grade in high school, I was like, I want to do it again. Like, I miss it. And So I ended up joining again. And yeah, and so it's led me to Jacksonville University. And it's been quite the journey. So what did you miss about it? Like you, you
1: stopped when you were in eighth grade mm-hmm. and then you kind of like eighth, 10th grade. What was it about you being in 10th grade in the sport of rolling? that was like, I need, I need to get back to it.
0: So I was really just kind of, I wasn't in a good place. You know, I feel like early high school stage is hard for a lot of people. And at the time I was at um, a private school and I was obviously the minority I didn't really do anything, any extracurriculars. I wasn't involved in anything at that point. And so um, I just kind of wanted to go back and get involved again. And I wanted to be fit again, really, and just kind of try it out. And I remember like watching videos and kind of like missing it a little. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to call my novice coach. I'm going to tell her I want to come back. And she welcomed me. So that's really why I went back to it.
1: That's amazing. Cause usually it's weird because I think a lot of people once they leave, they leave for good. Yeah. There's very few people who go, I leave and I want to come back because I miss it. Um, but I'm glad you were able to be part of that group that was like, I'm, i I see the importance of rowing and I need to be back in there. When you how did your team makeup look like? When you're not the team in high school, how did that look? Like you said that you were at a private school at one at at one point in your tenth grade high school years and that was you didn't have a lot of people who look like you there how did your team
0: setup look like and how did that make you feel more at home or comfortable I would say like Mm -hmm. compared to your high school that you were at so my team honestly didn't look any different from the school I was at it was majority white and I think what made me feel more comfortable was the fact that it was you know kids from different areas since it was a club team and we all kind of came from um, different parts of the town and like. I just instantly like made a group of friends. Like everyone was very friendly and there were obviously still struggles in my journey in rowing in high school on that team, but initially it was it was fine. And then from there you
1: I would assume you rode for two more years. Mm-hmm. And then you went into you, you got accepted into Jacksonville and you rode there. What made you continue rowing into college? High school rowing with everything that has to do with high school already is difficult. What made you go, you know what, I can still pursue this into a collegiate sport?
0: So it was around my junior year in high school when I kind of realized, okay, I can have these times to be recruited for college. Um, And I kind of, it kind of clicked for me then, like rowing, like improving. And I saw like a lot of improvement over the years. And I remember it was going into my senior year when I decided to do a development camp over the summer and that's where I grew tremendously and at that point when I felt like it was reachable that's when I was really really committed to it and so coming into my senior year of high school I kind of just set these goals for myself and I just wanted to hit them and I was ready to kind of go on to the next level. That's great. Do you when you got into
1: college rowing you were there how did that team's foundation help you like be more successful in college? Also what year in college are you at?
0: I'm a junior, um, okay. right now in college. And the main difference, I would say going into college was the fact that my coaches were so just like very hands-on, like college rowing and high school rowing, um, are so different in the sense that like the coaching staff, like I see my coaches more than I see my parents. Right. Cause I'm there for eight, nine months out of the year. So they're very aware of that. And they just make sure that you're comfortable. And I feel like I can be open with them. I have a good relationship with my coaches. And I'm not scared to, you know, walk into their office and just ask them questions, talk to them. And they're just, they have a very, like, awesome open door policy. So it's great. And then the team itself, like I said, to a greater extent, like there's just everyone from everywhere. So you know, when you go from being a top rower, let's say at your high school club to going to a collegiate team, there are times where you feel defeated just because everyone's at the same level almost. Um, But everyone wants to work hard. And so it's an awesome environment.
1: That's great. That's great. I'm glad you brought up your relationship with your coaches. And um, what about your coaching staff that was so supportive? Like, you know, what what did that look like? For you, like you said, the open door policy, but what did that look like for you and your teammates when you say they were so supportive, especially when, how did that look like when you guys were doing the harder pieces of your season, that winter season where most rowers are just like, I'm done. This is, I can't mentally be here
0: anymore. What is that? What does that relationship between you and your coaches look like there? Mm-hmm. So our coaches um, did a really good job of reminding us about the end goal essentially and our conference championship, but they also never took away the fact that we needed to practice gratitude in that moment and, you know, be happy for being healthy and with the team that we're on. And one of my coaches, she'll always bring up the fact that like, there's never going to be a time where you're with 40 plus girls, 50 plus girls and want the same thing. Like (laughs) you're all working towards the same goal. And that's something that I know I'm going to miss, um, when I graduate. So that's really kind of what they instilled in us. That's
1: great. That's great. Do you, what is your
0: relationship like with your teammates? Like, how does that look like a bunch of girls together can get really crazy? Yes, definitely. It's a journey, but our team has grown so much. So when I was a freshman, um, the team was made up of a lot of walk-ons and we had a pretty decent novice team. And so Um, since then we've been able to recruit more just from high school clubs and stuff and now I would say our team has had the best dynamic it has since I've been at JU everyone is very supportive of each other and we push each other to where it's like someone will go do a workout on their own and they'll text in our giant group chat like hey I'm doing this workout who wants to join me and it's kind of like that we kind of get each other to um excel and like set higher standards for the team and for the people coming in so that they can continue to do that once we leave so it's really awesome I love the my team and the teammates I have because it's honestly like my support system at school
1: yeah no I, I completely understand that so right now we're in we are in quarantine a lot of places we're in we're dealing with COVID and college campuses have shut down and everyone's in a different part of the state different countries for those who how does that look? How does your team dynamic look like right now? Um, what are some of the things that you guys are doing to stay supportive of each other and just be in that, you know, when the season opens up again, you know, we're going to be ready. What does that look like for you guys training wise?
0: Yeah. So my group me is blowing up every single day. We kind of do, we do sweaty selfies is the we like to call them. So everyone will just take a picture of them after during a workout, send it in. We're sending in what we're doing every single day. Um, you know, people are asking for, you know, new music suggestions, book suggestions. Like it's really just been each of us just trying to reach out to one another, see how we're doing. Our coaches don't fail to do that either. So right now, I think, I think at the beginning, it was definitely hard for all of us just because, I mean, everyone's season ended the same, right? We didn't get to finish with um, the goals we had planned, but now since it's, Um, pretty much the summertime like we have a season to look forward to so it's kind of like you guys got to keep going so yeah we've just been trying to motivate each other oh yeah I
1: uh I completely understand that it's been hard for a lot of people especially uh athletes who you 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 start the season with this goal as a team as individuals and now you're you guys are at home you're wondering are those goals ever going to be possible um especially since we don't really have an end date for, for this. So it's like next year, do we expect to have a season and how do, in that mental mindset of how do you stay in shape then? What are some of the things and tips that you would give? um, You can give athletes who are suffering from that in this moment where they're just like, I don't know, especially high school athletes, um, Mm -hmm. where that's a little bit harder, where it's like, do I want to go back? Like when I go back to school, do I want to be part of my team anymore? Um, What are some of the health mental mindsets you would give them? Like, to stay in shape and to just keep going?
0: Um, So I think the biggest thing, even just for me to like keep my sanity right now is just practicing gratitude. Um, Like I'm healthy, you know, and I'm blessed enough to have a home, you know, a place I can call home and family and just kind of practicing that gratitude and then setting little goals. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. You know, I'm not going to say I want to shave this much off my 2k. Like, frankly, I'm not, doing as much urging as I would be during the season. Maybe it's like running goals. That's kind of what I've set my mind to is I just want to be a better runner. And as you get closer to the season, then you can kind of start thinking about the other things. But right now, I think it's just important to take care of yourself and your mental health. And um, just try to do the little things right. If it's just drinking this much water every day, if it's getting, you know, three full meals in a day, just doing just the basic things correctly that's really important because i think when we're used to thinking on a
1: large scale with team uh, with the team mindset of goals it's like well this is what i want or you're even like you were saying we're used to thinking about 2k pieces and it's like yeah i want to break this i want to break six i want to break seven And it's like right now is not the time to think those larger goals it's time to think on the smaller levels and then build up to those goals especially since that mental mindset is a lot harder right now so i i do agree with what you're saying like you've been rowing for a while now, you know, you're almost six years, seven years rowing, five years. Yeah. Do you think that at some point who you are has helped you be more successful in rowing? Like just because you're a young woman of color, do you think that has strengthened you to be a better rower?
0: I think it has. Um, mainly because I, you know my parents. My mom, my dad is black, and my mom's Puerto Rican. Um, and so they've obviously worked to get to where they are. And I, they've always kind of reminded me to just keep my head down and work. And that's really what I think has gotten me to where I am. Um, and obviously, there are t- kind of weaknesses to that. Sometimes I wish I had a bigger voice, and I wasn't like you know anxious or scared to use my voice. But for the most part, just being humble and kind of working hard has got me to be the rower that I am now. Yeah, no, I think that's amazing. Um, I think especially
1: when you are the you're that minority in the group rowing, a lot of times there are not many people who are going to look like you in the sport. So definitely being able to work hard and show success as a person that looks like you is helps empower the women who are coming up behind you who look like you to be able to do the hard work as well. Uh, do you at some point feel like with your team, cause you're in Jacksonville, do you feel like we, uh, your team, when you guys go to regattas, the team is looked at differently because you're a part of that team compared to a team that might have no one who looks like you on there?
0: I don't know. Honestly, I feel like, you know, I think I'm one of two girls of color on the team and even today like now when I look at rowing teams I do see those like couple of girls of color on the team and so I, I see it more as just kind of like oh they look like me like <laughs> our teams look alike like um I've never really felt super excluded I would say maybe more so in high school that definitely looked a little different. I think we've you know come away and we still have more to go. But yeah there were never times in regards where I felt excluded. There might be moments here and there I I noticed where Sometimes I do just, I feel kind of like separate from the group and I've never been able to put my finger on it and what that feeling is, but I do a hundred percent think part of it is because I don't look like all my teammates, you know, that's always just been like a little voice in my head not something that I've really talked about, honestly.
1: Yeah. It's so interesting that you said it's like a little voice in your head because I I remember feeling that at some point, like when you go on a regatta, like and there were people who look like me. I would see them and there's this moment of excitement when you see someone who looks like you. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, this is this is a space that is not just I'm not the only one in this space that looks like this. It's a space for all of us. And so when you say that, it's like, yeah, I know. i i felt that little voice. I felt this this feeling where it's like, I don't know what to I don't know what it is. I everyone is accepting me and I feel like I feel welcomed here, but I also feel like there's this little there's this little piece that doesn't fit mm-hmm. and it, it's just, and it's interesting that you're saying it, you know, cause obviously we've never met each other <laughs> and yeah. we've never rode with each other. So it's like, I'm not the only one. So yeah, it's a, uh, I'm, but I'm glad it's, it hasn't stopped you from doing your best in rowing. It's not prevented you from shining. Mm-hmm. So do you, what's one like information, what's one tip you would give a person of a young woman of color, or any person of color, or, or just anyone, about what to expect when joining a rowing team, especially if you don't come from a background that is that, that fits the typical rowing lifestyle. You know, you didn't either not from a rich family, or you're not from a white family, or you know, you've never had cousins or family members who've rowed. What would you? What's one
0: one tip or fact that you would give them? I would say be secure in who you are. Um, and don't dim your light, like, you are who you are. And it's something you need to accept when walking onto a team of people who don't look like you or you can't relate to. Because as soon as they kind of see that, like, you've accepted who you are, and like proud of who you are, then they're going to feel the same way. And just kind of own it. That's all I've been able to do is just kind of own who I am not, you know, I'm someone who's much more soft spoken. You know, if like the topic ever came up, I'm not afraid to speak about it. And then I'm also kind of, I just want to be someone who younger people can look at and say that they can talk to me, you know? So like, I would encourage people to talk to others that look like them. Like, that's my best advice. Yeah. Fun fact about that.
1: What you just said is that's exactly what we quoted today on our page was, you know, don't be afraid to reach out to someone who looks like you, who's in the mm-hmm. space that you want to be in um, one day. So that's, I'm glad we're we're sharing the right message. <laughs> yes. When you are in your space, you're rowing and you're just you're going out there. What what do you think about? What is what's going through your mind when you're doing when you're out of regatta?
0: I just want to make my family proud, but also I kind of learned from one of my past captains. I was having a hard season last season, just kind of getting my head in the right space and wanting to do better. And she kind of looked at me and was like, "Hey, like you need to." Do this work for yourself, you know, don't do it for the coaches, don't do it for your teammates, you need to commit to it and do it because you want to do it and make those goals for yourself. So that's kind of when I'm at a regatta or a race, that's what I think of. I think of how far I've come and how much further I want to go because I know that I can do it, you know. No, yeah, Definitely.
1: And how does your family help support you through this, through this, these, the challenges you've faced or through any of the, like the championships you've gone through? How do they, how do they help you with that?
0: My parents have always just been super supportive. And like my dad comes to almost all of my races and, you know, they just send me good words of encouragement and remind me of who I am and where I come from, you know, and that I, I've worked hard to be where I'm at, you know, and so they're just I'm just very, very, very grateful for them and my sister, who actually, my sister was one of the reasons I started rowing. I didn't even mention that, but we did our learn to row together. And even though she doesn't row now, like I'm still thankful that she was there with me by my side. So, Do you ever do you ever talk about,
1: maybe if you guys had ever gotten into a double together, maybe we should kept rowing. You guys were able to row together
0: It could be that duo. Yes, all the time. I mean, my dad has always kind of been like, You know, I want my daughters because there's two of us. He's like, I always want you guys to be first and second in everything, you know. And there's times where we joke about him wanting us to be like Venus and Serena Williams. Um, But, yeah, there's definitely times where I'm like, we could have been in a pair. We could have been a double been so good. But my sister's a dancer and she's very talented. So, you know, she found her passion and I found mine. That's good. That's good. So what are you doing
1: right now? Like, you know, what are you studying in school? And how does that look right now that you're at home because of COVID?
0: Yeah, um, I'm studying elementary education. So I do want to teach elementary school. And that definitely changed or the distance learning has kind of changed how everything's working. Because usually I I would be in a classroom getting it, you know, my student teaching hours and working hands on. But my professors are very accommodating and JU is such a small school that like, you know, all my professors know me and I've had them for a couple of years now. So, yeah, it's been a change, but it's been really good. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad that you it hasn't compl- it's changed, but you're still you're still striving
1: for your degree. And um, do you have why why elementary school? Why what why little such
0: little kids? Um, I don't know. I've just always felt called to it. I think I worked with younger kids, you know back at home a couple of times over summer and like believe it or not like fifth graders are some funny people like (laughs) they definitely just I like I could never do middle school I don't think just because that's that was such a tough time for me I can't I can't imagine teaching it and then like high school I I don't really have like a subject I'd want to focus on I kind of just want to teach everything so elementary school has been perfect for me and especially in the area that I'm in. So since I'm in Duval County in Jacksonville, um, there's a lot of title one schools. Um, so low income schools. And it's almost been a calling for me because I get to walk in and see these little, little black and Latina girls. And I want them to see me and say, Oh, like I can go to college like she did. I can be an athlete like she did. So that's really part of it for me as well.
1: Yeah. That's amazing. It's amazing because you're, that's a group that I think a lot of Uh, people go into or they think they want to go into and they're just like Mm -hmm. they like because they're they're young they must be easy but you're seeing that it's not going to be completely easy but it's also a challenge you're ready to take because you want to help them because they're you're going to give you want to be that person that gives them the first chance at success absolutely I think that's amazing also I completely agree I coach middle schoolers they are different bunch they are wow. they are special they're a special breed for sure because of the age or just like they're not high schoolers but they're they're kind of like elementary school kids so they they don't know where they want to be at yeah on that on that weird growth uh spectrum so it's it's it, I, I agree it's difficult it's difficult they're going through so many challenges um and they do not express it with words and not at all <laughs> and so you you've chose well and then high school is it has its own different challenges so Right. I do like I do remember middle elementary school and, and they're so freeing and they, they ask questions and they're so truthful. So, you know, they're like, yeah, I'm sad, but I know why I, I this is why I'm sad and I need you to fix it now. So it's, yes. you know, so yeah, they do, they, they are a fresher breath air a lot of times it's like, okay, this is truth, And this is what reality is. Um, You know, so <laughs> that's fun. Do you at some point think that you want to coach rowing while becoming a teacher at
0: some point? Yeah, I definitely see that as an, um opportunity uh I have so I'm in a master's program so I get my master's my fifth year so I'll be done by um my fifth year and then I would love to coach after school or, or um you know Saturday mornings that's something that I definitely have been looking forward to is there a particular program you would want to be would you want to be like a novice
1: coach would you want to be like a varsity coach or is it just like just as long as I gets to coach early at
0: some point I think it takes a very special person to coach (laughs) a novice. Like I, I don't, I would love the challenge, you know, I'd love to see it happen, but ideally it'd be cool to coach a varsity team. And if you would have asked me this in high school, I'd say no way. There's no way, but I feel like there are big changes in rowing and I kind of want to be a part of that still. I don't think it's going to be something I can let go of so easily.
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree. There are still like, I've, was it last year when I was at a coaching conference and some of the changes that you were hearing from coaches or some of the ideas that were being brought up or just things that I don't think I've ever heard a, a group of coaches sit down and talk about, or at least they've never openly talked about it with people who can actually put it in motion? I think a lot of times it's talk within programs and groups. And so it's interesting to hear some of the amazing changes that are to come for rowing and opportunities that. People didn't expect to be given are going to be given. And I, I agree. I think it's it's going to be a fun time to be part of the rolling world. The next, this, this next coming generation is definitely not going to sit down and take any, anything from anyone. Um, they're ready to go and they're ready to break down some walls and try new things. Definitely, definitely think we see this with what's going on with the quarantine. I think a lot of if this had happened a couple of years, ten years ago, I think people would have been very defeated to some extent. Mm-hmm. And I, I think this has just made it more interesting, more challenging. There's so many online regattas going on. There's so many different ways of people are connecting to stay, like like you were saying, to stay connected with their teammates. Like your team has, the, you know, the sweatshirts and, you know, and it's, I think that's a different way. And I, that, means, that just means that we're always getting more competitive and more open and more inclusive. And just it's a wonderful time to be part of rowing. Mm -hmm. is there any last things that you would like to share with the world and you know any last stories about your experience in rowing and what you've what you've learned about yourself through rowing
0: well there is a story i want to share i remember i i feel like there's a point where you kind of realize maybe this isn't the sport i belong in right just because i'm a minority and i didn't realize that until like my junior year of high school i remember we were sit- I was sitting at lunch with some of my teammates and some other friends of mine who weren't rowers and we were talking and, and in the area there is um, a boarding school. And so there's a lot of international students. Um, we had a few on the rowing team and I remember some girls talking and they were like, well, I just don't know why so-and-so would row. Like, I don't know why she would choose that as her sport because she was from Brazil and I remember sitting there going what <laughs> I was like what do you mean like I don't understand the correlation here and they're like well or this another girl who wasn't even a rower kind of was like well you know like rowing is is a preppy sport and I was like well, what does that mean like and it didn't really hit until later when I was like oh like there is this stereotype around like the rower like you know ivy leagues men in blazers like this you know white team like i just i i never understood that until i feel like a late time and kind of like now with how you know the world itself is changing and the changes we've seen in rowing like i don't know i'm just thankful you guys kind of have this podcast to kind of amplify our voices because there shouldn't be a stereotype right like there shouldn't be a mold you have to fit to be in a sport so just like thank you for that it's awesome yeah no i
1: mean we can't do this without having people like you share your stories. Like we can, if it was just me and Denise just getting up here and just talking. How many people just listen to our repetitive stories, but it's having you, it's having a lot of other people talk. So what, like that? what you just said brought up a really interesting question for me. It's like when that, when you heard that, what did that do for you? Like, did you feel like they labeled you
0: a certain way? Yeah, that definitely, I walked away from that conversation and I was you know, I, I couldn't help but think like, what what do they think about me? And like, what have they said about me? Mm-hmm. You know, like I felt out of place. And I mean, that was only more motivation for me to kind of show that like, it doesn't matter your race, gender, sexuality, like that does not define your ability to be a good athlete or to be a good rower. So I just kind of used it as fuel. It's kind of like, okay, well, that's an ignorant statement, but we move on, you know? Well, is well that that's all I have to say if there's any anything
1: else you want to share you can share
0: no thank you so much honestly like this has been awesome kind of um Arshay introduced me to you guys so shout out to yeah. him but yeah thank you so much for like having this platform and letting me talk to you guys
1: thank you so much for listening to rolling in color please remember to follow or hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and if you're on instagram please follow us at Rowing in color We really appreciate it just as much as we appreciate you. So this is Denise and Patricia signing off. Stay safe, everyone.